Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Who goes first? You go first or I go first? I guess I go first. I'm not logged in, so I I just it shows up in a different spot. It is October 18th. 2021 this is atlanta united fc weekly a home before dark podcast oh we are live Many may be confused as to who's in what order with Dan looking unlike himself, to say the least. No, I'm so yeah. sick. What? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, down below on the on the three and the tripod on YouTube, if you guys are watching live. And then Dan James to my uh, stage right. Stage right, Dan James. Hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. How has it been? It's been a little bit of a t- time since I've been on here, but uh, glad to see you all. Looking it has been in the while. shape of health. The picture. Yeah. Of health. Uh, to Brit to Brittany S's comment, it has been a minute. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Kendrick Brock, Richard Gordon said, "You guys are back. We are back." And I will say, in rare form. I just tried the new Little Caesars Hot and Ready Crazy Calzone, and it is everything that you would hope it would be. It is I fantastic. expect nothing less. And it wasn't hot and ready, but it was ready in six minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Quality. From, yeah, from the time I got in to the time I got out, uh, it's less time than I'll spend on the toilet. So anyway. It's, it's nice that they've like engineered that flour to really cook uh, at a at – a, you know, like the, temperature. the packet of rapid rise to yeast is like three, four times faster than that. It's like it's your body's not processing that. The best part about those pizzas is the amount of dough that's built up. You can't tell if it's stuffed crust or undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look at that. Look at look at how open that crumb is. Now, I'm pretty sure that's cheese. I'm pretty sure that's uh, string cheese. And they got the julienne pepperoni in the uh in the little calzone bites, it's good. It's good stuff. It's just the leftovers from the other pizzas. That they... <laughs> it's better than what they do at Chuck E. Cheese, where they're taking pizzas off of people's tables and then true. going and reshaping them into new pizzas. It's true. How are oh, you guys doing tonight? Gross. I miss you. I miss you, boys. I don't know, Dan. What what's with the barbarian look? What are you doing? I'm doing something for Halloween. So I think we're recording the day after Halloween, and you'll see what the hell I'm trying to do. Huh. So it looks like a homeless Captain Jack Sparrow, if you ask me. <laughs> Jack Sparrow! <laughs> what about you, Kevin? How are you doing? Oh, this is just my normal look. <laughs> I didn't this say, what are you I doing? Normal. I said, how are you doing? <laughs> this, is how, this is how I normally look. Doing good, man. Doing really almost, good. Almost time to use these. I know. These little, cult, these little cult pacifiers that Kevin and Stacy got us. So no, I'm gonna have to be rocking some Bills stuff here soon. Now that's I, I'm I'm all for cheering for the Bills on behalf of you guys, but no, my kids aren't mm. wearing <laughs> my kids are wearing Colts gear. How about them Braves though? Right now, man. Yeah, yeah. What a, that's what been a, really fun to watch too. Atlanta United glu- and Braves been great. Been glued to the television watching the Braves games. It's been must like I have not watched baseball in years like this intently, and it's I think it's just because of how good these games are. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, like Kendrick said, I can teach I can teach the baby how to break a table. 
Yeah. So yeah, um, no, it's nice to be back. We've actually got some games to talk about worth talking about. We just had some schedule conflicts before. Uh, we had a couple of ugly games that we need not discuss with Inter Miami and um, Montreal. However, we bounced back in the correct way after international break and came away with the awesome win against Toronto. First time in Toronto, right? First time we've won in Toronto? Like- that Yeah, man. Yeah, it's huge, huge three yeah. points there. I thought I was, I was jotting that one down for a loss, but I'm I'm so surprised with the way we were able to get those three points, just steal from them. And have you heard uh, Mike Conti's call um, that he did when Marcelino Marino no scored that? All right, I'll have to find it while you talk amongst yourselves. It's brilliant. It's like he's just screaming at the top of his lungs completely blows out the mic and it's like i, I love when he does Toronto, you are done because <laughs> i think this may mathematically push them out of playoff contention oh, wow. i may be wrong about that but it it really hurts their chances i mean they were pretty they're pretty far down before this anyway and then oh, really? they're they're so far be like they're far behind the glut of teams that are fighting for that last what not the last i mean yeah i guess like the last five spots in the east right is that what we're up? That's what we're contending for, right? Because it's Nashville, like New England and Nashville are pretty solidly one and two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next five, it's like next five are all separated by like four points or something like that. It's fucking nuts. That's it's awesome, man. Like thinking about yes. the stretch, the stretch of the rest of the season might have to try and watch more MLS games, not just Atlanta United games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was right. Toronto are eliminated with that loss. Oh wow. my gosh, that is. They're just out out for blood now because they've got nothing to lose in these matches. I mean, that's what they sort of did in the second half of the game was just. So did we ever see like the only thing I saw was like the the head nuzzling that was taking place on the side. But you talking about the end of that match like that literally all that happened with Barco, like with the whole interaction on the field that led to the red card that I mean that they just got in each other's faces, but I didn't see any like actual physical contact with one another or anything like that. No, I mean, that was it. It was just the nuzzling. Yeah. And then yeah. um, I think Moreno came over to try and break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I mean, the refereeing was just completely abysmal. Dude. I don't think you, if you had set a stopwatch throughout that game, I don't think you went more than 30 seconds without the whistle getting blown. I mean, it was so start and stop, start and stop throughout that entire match. Like, it was ridiculous. It it was tough to watch it during stretches where nobody could make a play on the ball or – yeah, it was was tough. It was tough to watch. Yeah, it was – it was – it was really annoying but really justified at the end with – Oh, yeah. Like, getting the win. Um the, I mean, for to to your point, Kevin, as an example, it was Achara who um, made a dive, um, not made a dive, made a horrible tackle on, I think it was Barco, and actually injured himself in the process of doing that, which kind yeah. of slowed the game down and he forced him to get subbed off. Um, and then there was just, I mean, there were so many, like, Blown calls. Larea should have had a red card in like the yeah. first ten minutes with him swinging out with an arm. Yeah, um, which and he was awful. Uh, I, I mean, I, as a Toronto player, if you're a Toronto fan, I bet you love him. But I cannot stand Richie Larea. He's he's done that. He's been kind of the heel on a bunch of times we've played at Toronto, and I I cannot stand him. Plus, he's got that that punchable face, like he's got resting bitch face looking down <laughs> on people the entire time i i can't stand him Cannot i feel like I, I feel like kind of i feel like he was kind of a pest in the u.s men's team's game against canada too in qualifying a few weeks back or like a month ago too um yeah i don't know where to like i didn't get to watch the whole game watch the highlights but the w- tell me who stood out most to you guys during this game and who like I guess maybe take it a step back. We're talking about Barco and his suspension. Um, Doug, Doug Robertson from the AJC, like right after the game posted a article on the AJC website 
that was talking about uh, we have the ability to appeal red cards up until we have two unsuccessful red card appeals, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think we have have two appeals. And I believe the last I heard on various podcasts was we used one uh, on Jake Mulraney. And it was successful, yeah. Which means we get it back, so we still have two. Okay. So I think you... I think you all the 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 podcasts, <laughs> including us apparently, are saying that um, they'll probably go for it, but it probably won't be overturned because well, based the, on what happened on the field. Well, the problem with that, maybe I don't know because we have this whatever the tribunal or whatever they do the disco. The di- what's what do you call it? Disco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dis uh, disciplinary committee. Disco. <laughs> well, that's pretty. That's pretty great. I, I don't know if it works the same way it does with like the FA, the English FA. If you appeal and they deny it, don't they? They lengthen the suspension, right? Like, do they do that with with red card appeals in MLS? So if we, oh, so if you're unsuccessful, you if get you're an extra unsuccessful, game? you get like an extra game or something like that. Hmm. And I don't know if in England it's if it's just like whenever it's cynically appealed, just to like kind of tamp that down, um, like flooding. The okay, Kendrick's saying there's no downside to the appeal besides losing an appeal. Okay, yeah, I mean that makes sense, especially if you've only got two appeals. No, that's fair. I I just feel like, and maybe it's not the same as it used to be. I feel I think Liverpool with one of the one of the Luis Suarez incidents is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> which there have been many. Yes, hence my reason for saying Wait, one so of them was Luis Suarez. I mean, did he ever get a red card rescinded? No. That looks very un Luis Suarez. No, no, no. He got Man. his suspension lengthened because Liverpool cynically uh, appealed the suspension. So, well, I mean, that's because I'm trying to remember what incident that was. But run yeah. around biting people all the time. Yeah, I mean, that was his way out, right? Like he did that. Keep Walking Dead, man. He that did was, that, that in whenever I... people were still tuning in. He was yeah. done in Amsterdam, so he bit a guy. He was done in Liverpool, so he bit a guy. <laughs> Yeah, and he did it. Uh, he bit Cellini as well in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, um, such a shame because he's such an incredible. Like he, he might be one of the best ten attacking players of the past what ten years, twenty years. Yeah, and, he. I mean, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would love him. He's uh, he's an unreal talent, but like he's got to be the most unlikable player on the planet. Um, if you're not, if he's not on your squad, if your name's not Carlos Tevez. You know, I just I don't like Tevez. I like Tevez later in his career. I feel like when he when he was out of the Premier League. Yeah, when he's out of Manchester <laughs> United. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ke- Kevin's deep in debate right now. So what? So obviously we need to appeal that, but whether or not that gets heard and rescinded by Wednesday is I don't know how quickly that stuff moves. I feel like the mm-hmm. Mulraney suspension reversal happened pretty quickly, but I also don't know. If the league offices are like um, flooded right now or something, I don't know. I mean, you have a bunch of games being played on Wednesday, so you think they would try and um, expedite, expedite, it. Sort it out by then, expedite, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's it's MLS and it's Disco, who are notoriously be terrible anyway. Um, to so it, it will probably just keep going. The highlights that I saw, Kevin, the highlights I saw didn't even, I didn't even see the nuzzling and, and stuff. So I'm just kind of going off of conjecture as to like what you guys are talking about, what happened. Like when you guys see that incident or it didn't happen on the field and the broadcast, is there anything that tells you that the disciplinary committee is going to look at that and say that the referee made a clear and obvious error that he gave those? Or no, is that like I a mean, judgment call? They definitely like made contact with each other. And I think that that's like the ruling. I was like, if you make contact with the head or neck, that that's what classifies as that. And they certainly did that. Um, and to your point, Tim, like in watching it live, you had to wait like five minutes before they even got to the camera angle that showed that happening. Cause the original like broadcast was just focusing on Josie and the discussion he was having with Brad. And then like, there was another camera angle that they went to later on that showed them like in each other's face, but they were definitely like head to head, like making contact with each other 
Um, and then there was some shoving and stuff after the fact. So I don't think that at least the way I understand it, like it's the same reason why Joseph got the red. I think that was earlier this year. Again, Montreal. Yeah. Same deal where he put his head, like made forcible contact with the other player with his head. So I think that based on that and my understanding of it, I don't think that's going to get overturned. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, nuzzling, I think, is a very good description. Of what exactly what it was. They were going back and forth at each other, man. <laughs> it was a good nuzzle. It was very good. Like, like share a bag of popcorn, watch mm-hmm. watch a movie type deal. Yeah, this real lady in the tramp scenario there. Yeah, there was some good friction that they yeah. they had going on. Oh. Yeah, but they'd been they'd been at it. All game. I mean, Barco had been roasting a, a, um, Arrow like most of the game. Uh, I think Jared Smith said the right side of Toronto was the pink underbelly, and Bello and Barco just roasted them. They played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bello had a fantastic game, also. Um, it was one of his better games. He had a fantastic shot against. Um, we had a couple. I mean, we had a couple really good defensive players stand out on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, um, Sosa almost drives one home that leads to Bellows deflected shot that you were just talking about. Yeah. Dan. I mean, yeah, it was a heck of a save by Bono on that. Yeah. On the Sosa shot. It was a real crack. He went, it was going far right corner, Tim and Bono just dived. Yeah. And no, I saw that was, away. that actually made it into the highlights. So I will say uh, just to interject Kendrick sent me the clip. I appreciate it. That was really a, those were red cards. Yeah. They touched foreheads. They nuzzled. They not, what the, f- the, the refing was really bad, Tim. But <laughs> it that's, really it's, it sucks so badly because Chris Smith, the, who reports for Atlanta United or on Atlanta United, who, whose tweet Kendrick sent me with the, with the clip. He's like, the by by definition it's a red which fucking it that really sucks because exactly. i there's no way that appeal gets uh no. upheld it's gonna be denied yep. because they're gonna look and say well technically the referee was correct even though he did not use exactly. correct judgment in in assessing that situation that yep. sucks but you gotta take your lumps yep i guess i mean do we have an update on uh joseph i mean talking about a, a Barco suspension, you know, the big, the big thing that makes that even more significant is whether or not Joseph is back. And it sounds like he was nursing some sort of a hamstring injury. I didn't, it didn't seem like it was really serious based on the way that Egan was talking about it um, during the broadcast, but I, I haven't seen any other updates to it yet, whether or not he'll be available Wednesday night or not. Last I heard Martinez was day to day. Uh, with his hamstring so there is a very real chance that he plays on Wednesday it it just depends on how much he can give us yeah hopefully he will I I feel like that could really I mean that's gonna be it NYCFC is coming in with a lot that they're fighting for just like Atlanta is and they are right outside the cutoff line I think there's two points in between Atlanta and NYCFC right now and they're right on the cusp of uh, the playoff line so this game is a huge game for both teams and, and having no Barco and nothing you can do about not having Barco really, really hoping that Joseph is okay to go Wednesday. Yeah. You hope so. And you hope that he's, he's going to be okay to go 90 to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think he's probably going to be doing 90. Um, Michelle said, apparently he did train with the team today. So that's good to see. Fantastic. Yeah. It's been, it's been great that he, uh, didn't go to Venezuela for these international call-ups. Yeah. I mean, it's just given him some time to to really rehab the knee and hopefully get on some more stable ground. Yeah, instead cool. he was in the, the Delta Sky Club seats last night, the entire yeah. the entire baseball game. Yeah. He stayed yeah. the entire time. His boy left in like the eighth inning, and he just stayed. He stayed and watched till the end of the game. That's a yeah. damn good game to stay through, that's for sure. You're yeah. Joseph Martinez. You can do what the heck you want, man. I, so. I definitely I like his odds of playing at home better yeah. um, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and especially in a crucial match. I think it's going to be a, a decision where the trainers are going to have to keep him from playing yeah. because of how much this means to him and, and how oh, yeah. 
and how important of a match this is for us in the playoff race. And knowing that all we have to do, the way that we've been playing, we've been, we have to be one of the best teams in, in our run of form of the past, like 10, 15 games, right? In MLS, 10, 12 games, something like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, Tim, if you look at the form tables on um, Transfer Market, uh, Atlanta United are second in the East in terms of form. So, uh, and Red Bulls are number one. So in the past, crazy. past six games, we've managed to get 12 points. Red Bulls have got 13. I think uh, seven of those points have come at the expense of NYCFC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Philadelphia in third, New England in fourth, DC fifth, Columbus sixth, Montreal seventh, Toronto eighth. Which sucks for Toronto because they've just been eliminated. Oh, what effort. So Philly, what Philly is a team that's starting to scare me a little bit going yeah. into the playoffs because they've really caught their stride at the right time. They had, I think they had kind of a hiccup at the beginning of the season. I don't know if it's the Supporter Shield hangover or CCL or what that caused them to have a little bit of a uh, a downtrodden start to the year. And weren't they in, were they in League's Cup too? Were they one of the teams in League's Cup? They with Mexico, I were, feel like they were. I think it was them, Seattle. Uh, there are four MLS teams. Anyway, um, shit. Yeah, I just the East is looking. It's it's looking kind of stacked right now. It's like all these teams are coming into their form. I mean, Columbus. Th- who did they throttle for nothing on on Saturday? Uh, that's a good question. Let me see. It was uh, on Saturday. They played Montreal, and there was a two-two draw. No, no, no. Columbus, no, Inter Miami. Oh, I'm sorry, Columbus. It was Inter yeah. Miami. Yeah, four nil. Columbus throttled Miami four nothing. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. The um, yeah. I mean, New England. I think they're going to run away with the Sporter Shield, right? Sixty-six oh, points. Absolutely. Yeah. So oh, they yeah. they have they have nine points on Seattle. So. Good, always touching that. Um. No. No way. Anybody's touching that. What, what's it, crazy is that third through, I'd say third through ninth is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. Six it, points, six points separate third through ninth in the East. And then only three points from eighth to 10th too. Columbus is only three points behind, uh, yeah four points behind the playoff line that's nuts yeah. man this is so fun and two points separating fifth through ninth yeah i believe if miami lose again on wednesday on next time they play and columbus win then then miami are eliminated i believe and then one through ten are still open for the playoffs yeah. with four games to go are you just yeah. doing this all in your head we have like an mls playoff picture rain man at, at our disposal i mean i'm i mean well into miami are on 32 columbus are on 37 so if they stay on 32 and crew go up to 40 to 40 then eight points remaining of your i think you got four games after that so i yeah. guess you could four games after, after i mean and after i mean they've been in such bad form they would not be mathematically eliminated but i mean close to it what they've got to play toronto cincinnati they've got to play us again and um at the at the bends then nycfc and then finish finish the season off with new england revolution so Oh, I would. I I just like to see the Neville brothers lose things, and mm-hmm. I I want I want that to continue. I don't want Phil mm-hmm. Neville to make the playoffs. Yeah, and plus, if you look at the form tables, uh, Cincinnati are bottom, obviously, with six L's, and into Miami haven't won uh, in the past seven games and have five losses. In how in that how play. does how does Cincinnati write that ship, man? I mean, they don't. It's just. It's got to be a bummer there at this point. I mean, what is this, their third year? Yeah, Fourth I year? think so. Third year, and they were they finished the, the they finished last in 2022? Yep. And yeah. then they finished yeah, last. last they they finished la- dead last all three of their first years. So yeah. if, they, if they finish last again, it's going to be the first time in, in league history that a team has finished la- dead last like three years in a row. That's 
that's I, I don't know what what the hell is going on there. I mean, it's a, I feel bad because they've got a and they've got a brand new stadium on top of it. <laughs> got a very passionate uh, fan base. They've got yeah. a beautiful stadium. I think they've got a ton of stuff that's going marketing wise. I think their kits are nice. I think they've got you know a lot to build on there. But it's just the I think the ownership are crazy. And uh, they were I mean, one of those teams that didn't take a DP until like this year, right? Yeah, but I'm Brenner was a great DP pickup. It just and, seems like yeah. if you're going to have Yap Stam as a manager, then it's you're just throwing money in a wood chipper. Yeah, I mean they have Lucho Costa too. They have Jeff Cameron, who's on the older side. But is Garza I mean, still there? Or is he done? No, no. Garza no. retired two, Not three years ago. Brent Brandon Vasquez is there. Obviously, Brandon Vasquez was there. I'm trying to think who else is on that squad. They also got screwed out of a penalty in the end of the the um, Orlando game. Which oh, that's was, right. That's right. Which is very unfortunate for them. Hmm. Orlando's hanging in there, man. Yeah, they are the upper upper side of the of the Eastern table. I mean, they've been up and down through like. Upper, upper, in upper side of the Eastern Conference down to sort of middle of the table, but they're sticking around. But they've got a pretty tough stretch coming up. They've got Montreal, New England, Nashville. They've got Montreal twice, New England, Nashville, and Columbus in their final five. So that could slip away very rapidly. Yeah, we're just hoping for the mental breakdown of Nanny. Yeah. Which is what I'm looking for because it's, you know. If you're going to do, like, stupid ramen hair, it's kind of like how Britney Spears shaved her head and Nanny's just... Kind of like, like you grew out that beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dan, I am Dan, having a crisis. Dan, if we if we lose zero points from the last five games, will you bleach your beard blonde? Uh, will it have Hannibal has go? entered the chat. If we if we if we drop zero points, it'll be after Halloween, so you can keep it so do whatever you want with fifteen points in the next five games. If we get fifteen points in the next five games, sure. Okay. Bleach your beard? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll bleach it. Take a picture, post no, it on Twitter. No, no, no. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan style. Bleach the mustache. Oh, you just want But you keep the beard too. So it's just bleached right oh, here, but everything else is dark. <laughs> oh, so you're talking like New World Order, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yes. Not the original yellow swimming trunks. Talking about, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Jimi Hendrix intro, Hulk Hogan. Oh, I got you, brother. <laughs> God, I would love that. A bleached mustache, but everything else on the beard stays normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll do that if we get. How's the pinky, by the way? Out. Uh, Pinky's doing good. I had the pin pulled out um, today, which was great. And so hoping it's just going to stay nice and straight and heal up good. Wow. Starting to get a little bit of feedback, Kevin. Yeah, that's right, Kev. Come your speakers. How's this? Is this better? That's beautiful. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. You're just going to hold it like that the whole time, like a ring announcer? <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Just suspend it from the ceiling. Just have it come down. Entering the corner with a disgusting <laughs> beard, wearing the wavy bacon kit, it's Dan James. <laughs> so we had a we had a question in the trap, and I who hold on, I'm trying to find who said it. I just want to get your guys' opinion. Um Elliot Beaven, Moreno better than Petey, yes or no? Uh, yes. However, some of those shots this past weekend were very reminiscent of Pity Martinez, just wildly off frame, uh, with, with no rhyme or reason to it. But overall, I think he is a much better player, particularly for, for Atlanta United than Pity was. Well, I mean, saying that he, of his seven total shots, he did have four on target. So that's mm-hmm. still like over yep. 50%. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Some of them were. It was like the the uh, what was it the um, Sosa shot, the Bello shot, and then oh, Moreno skies it. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do like that he's adventurous. And uh, what's the oh, yeah. uh, advantageous or no? What's the? I mean, uh, I can't even. Be- I, I can't believe that of the shots that he had this weekend, 
that the one that he scored on was the one he scored on. Like that was the least likely to actually go in. I know Bono was having a, an incredible game as well, and just to let that worm burner just dribble in. Was... What was that? <laughs> that was. Yeah. I think Bono gave up. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice that it was scored on Kamar Lawrence, though, as well. I mean, he just gave up on Kamar Lawrence, who should have been sent off in the first 30 seconds of the U.S.-Jamaica game. Uh, Did you watch that match by by chance? I did not, no. Uh, Paul Ariola had a breakaway within, like, the first minute of the match, and Kamar Lawrence tripped him up. Referee did not have the, the constitution to give him a red card and he just gave him a yellow card. It was total bullshit. But anyway, um, yeah, it's always good to see Kamar Lawrence lose or, and, or get humiliated. Um, never can never be mad about that. I don't think. Yeah. What are you drinking, Kevin? Sazerac. I was just thinking it's been a couple months since I've had some out of this. And it's just nice whenever you've got a couple of different bottles in the bar. Some maybe more than a couple of bottles, and whenever you have something you haven't had in a while, and you're like, "Damn, this is really good. I forgot about this." That's, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's I'm having the one. same thing with the uh, Four Roses small yeah. batch. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like, "Man, God, oh, wow. I drink more of this. I need another bottle. I should call it six this more. Yeah, this one might be gone by the end of the week." <laughs> awesome. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, Tim, back to your question. Yeah, who were who was your standout standout players? For me, um, I would definitely say Barco was great, very industrious, dribbling around all the place. Um, but Moreno, I thought he had a fantastic game, even though he was skying a couple of shots. Um, he was really filling that that box to box role. Um, had excellent. Um, he was one of our highest rated players. I mean, 89% uh, possession. Uh, he had four successful dribbles. Uh, he, was, he was all over the place. So I was very pleased with Moreno. And also, I have to say, Alan Franco and George Bello played some excellent stuff. Obviously, George Bello was a little more attacking of the two. But Alan Franco has been a real... Um, integral instrument to the defense's attitude i feel like i mean he's got that you know miles is very sort of put together and and very um calculated calm calm and calculated absolutely but franco is like he'll i mean he'll 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 ball you over he's like uh more adept in the dark arts and is ready to um not bite you like suarez but like just you know Put the hip check in there, stand on your toe, that sort of stuff. Professional yeah. stuff. Professional Pro- defending professional, stuff. Yes. Right. Professional defending stuff. So I've been very pleased with Alan Franco. I mean, I'm hoping he's a guy who can be here for a long time now. Because You would think so, right? Like c- career mm-hmm. trajectory with his age and everything. It's one of those guys you think is probably here for the long haul, right? Yeah, he's, he's 25. I mean, maybe. I mean, him him walks miles is probably going to go i'm assuming um i think but with george, george campbell in the ascendancy there in yeah. in the center back pairing so there's we've got some we've got a fantastic defense they had a really great display on the weekend brad guzan with that killer save i mean that really sealed the game for me um, well brad guzan was going to be mine since you had talked through half of the rest of the lineup as being standout players so there goes that so dan has named no less than eight players in the lineup that stood out to him this past weekend. Tim, which one of the last three do you want to take? Uh, I guess Sadich uh, gets it for me. <laughs> I mean, he no. put in a decent shift. Um, I I think it's unfair of me to say like I, that was more my question to you guys because I didn't get to watch the full match, but like watching the highlights, the goal from Araujo I thought was cheeky as hell and. Uh, I don't think he meant to do it. No, no, because it did. It took a deflection off his right foot. Like he no. hit it. With his, he hit it with his left, and it 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 deflected off of his right foot. Like I, I think he meant to put a light touch on it. Don't get me wrong; he wasn't drilling it, 
But I think that that was just a, a happenstance chip that played out really well. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like he didn't do that on purpose, though. Yeah, I, in the press conference, he said it was it was not what he meant to do. Oh. But then, but then he pointed out saying, you know, I've had a lot of really good ones get saved, so yeah, I'll yeah. take it. No, absolutely, absolutely. But it was great to see it happen to Toronto as well. Yeah. You know, because I feel like the first half of the year we would always have those sort of stupid things go against us, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see that uh, things are kind of coming around. Yep. Yep. No, I agree, Kevin. There's, I, I thought the I thought the grass did really good. <laughs> it held up. The linesman <laughs> did great. I thought the field, yeah. Oh, it held up really well. Yeah. So. Well, it was great to have a bar back. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. To have some more solidity in the defensive midfield, you know, it's not just Sosa anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that there was a lot of good to come out of that game. And since, since Dan's belabored every player at this point, I think that I'll at least talk about the offensive uh, chance creation as a standout um, that there was a lot of shots in that game and a lot of really well-placed shots. You know, it wasn't just a a numbers game where they were taking shots for the sake of doing so. Um, They were consistently, I felt like on frame more times than not and were threatening pretty consistently, albeit against a struggling Toronto team, but a Toronto team that at least had some glimmer of hope of trying to get back on track and obviously having Josie back into the lineup and everything else. So for Atlanta to kind of snuff that out and then to consistently be creating chances, which it didn't look like that was going to be the case early on. I think like five minutes in, uh, I don't know if that was Pozuelo or who that was that had the shot that went off the po- off the crossbar really early on. I was like, oh man, this is mm-hmm. this might not go Atlanta's way, but I mean, shortly thereafter, it seemed like the rest of the night Atlanta was just knocking on the door. So to get two of them to go in by happenstance, considering the quality other shots that they were trying to make go in, the two that they had go in that were kind of fluky, um, at least were I felt like representative of the the match as a whole with the number of shots and the quality shots that Atlanta had throughout the night. Yeah, I mean, Toronto did have access to all three of their DPs in Altidore, yep. Pozuelo, and Soltaldo. Um, I feel like they've been, I mean, they coming into this, um, they had had a decent run of form. They'd climbed up, they were, guess not so much resurgent but in the last five they'd won three and drawn one yeah. um, so they were really coming into the form but i feel like this was a really good statement wing i mean i mean toronto a decent team i'm surprised that they have been do- doing so badly this year yeah um they've had a lot of great they've got a lot of great players they've got a strong squad yeah um so i mean part of that's probably because they haven't been able to play in the home stadium until like uh, two thirds of the year because of COVID, like yeah. without being able to do the um, the back and forth over the over the border, um, it's going to be what I see in Soteldo. I'm not looking forward to playing him uh, regularly in a normal year. Uh, he's, I think, he's going to be kind of. I think he's going to be pretty deadly. But uh, to to your point, Kev, we. We had a total of 17 shots, nine on target, which I thought was great. That's over 50%. Exactly, man. That's what that's what you want to be. You want to be on that side of things, right? So mm-hmm. well. <laughs> that's the show, guys. <laughs> did any did anybody watch any of the Hudson River Derby? No. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. So people in the trap were saying, I can't remember who Is it was. Is it okay if I talk about it, Kevin? <laughs> early, early Whatever, you want. Whatever you want. Who was it? Somebody was saying something to the effect of like, oh, yeah, it was, it was Carlos Rangel. <laughs> Carlos Rangel was saying, if the New York players didn't get, or don't get retroactive red cards, then these red cards should be, the yeah, these red cards should be rescinded from the Atlanta United-Toronto game. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. 
I that that game's always super contentious, though. Are you drinking Liquid Death, Dan? I am. It's my new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. I mean, is are you? I'm guessing you're drinking the 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 sparkling. No, the still. Oh, so it's just water. It's just canned water. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Somebody, uh, Shane Gillis was on a podcast that they had Liquid Death. He's talking about what's this? Coffee? He's like, no, it's water. It's like it's water. It's called yeah. liquid death. What is this from Flint? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like some really good marketing going on over there. Big, big they do have good marketing. I mean, let's see like an energy drink or uh, something that's like dude. that looks like a Modelo Especial, right? Like yeah. that's what oh, that looks man. like. Yeah. I tell people it's like a twelve percent beer. Yeah, so great. Oh, um, but no, I didn't get to watch any of the game, but Red Bulls are now what in their level on points, 40 points. Is Red right? Bulls are now level on points with NYCFC in like ninth or 10th. Oh yeah. Good call, Tim. They are. Yeah. So that might be dangerous um, going into the playoffs because if their form continues the way that you were talking about, Dan, I didn't realize that they were so on such a tear. Um, so, I mean, part of Red Bull's tear is they've played NYCFC three times in the class five games. <laughs> which, that's uh, fair. That's fair. So that's kind of weird. And um, But at NYCFC... They just haven't – they can't buy a goal. They've had 53 shots in their past five games and have one goal to show for it. <laughs> one goal. That's pretty amazing. So, I mean, but the thing is, the thing that I worry about when things like this happen with, with teams that are on runs of bad forms and they end up playing us is that's the game where they're like, all right, we're, we've circled this one. We're just going to go for it because – um, you know, I feel like everyone brings their A game to play Atlanta United. Um, and, you know, even if you're in a bad run of form, form's always temporary. And, you know, there are just some weird things that can happen within a game that can flip it on its head. And you end up, you know, you end up with an Atlanta loss or a, or the opponent's win. So, I worry about these games really on paper. If you just go by current results, we should smash them. Because if you look at the form tables again, which is my favorite thing to do, um, you know, they're in 11th and we're second. So we should easily beat them. But there's all these random wins that will come up here and there that all end up flipping the game. So I'm hopeful we should do, but then there's always something that's going to happen that, um, could happen, but then I'm um, part of the um, the game when they played against Red Bulls on the weekend. Uh, Jesus Medina was on the six yard line. He got a pass straight to his feet, and he just looked at it. And then the opponent, the defender, just tapped it away from him. It's like, what are you doing? I feel like he's had a terrible time at NYCFC. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what do I talk I, about now? Uh, what do we got? What else? What else? What else? What else? Squid Game. Squid. <laughs> I'm halfway through the first episode, so that's good. <laughs> it's so good. Stephen Perales, do you think uh, you guys think Barco's red card could be overturned in time? I think it could, but it probably won't because Disco just don't give a fuck. They you know what they should do. You know what they should do? You should still be able to appeal it before the next game. And then if they don't do it in time, then he gets like a bunch of yellow cards added to his allotment before suspension. So instead of like four consecutive yellows suspending or getting a game suspension, he gets like six. Yeah. Like upping the amount that he can do for his accumulation tally. I don't know. This episode brought to you by math. Between you and Dan, I can't keep up. I'm just. Fucking Bradley Cooper and Limitless over here trying to. Oh, is that that movie where the guy becomes limitless? That's the one. 
good god i missed you guys it's been <laughs> it's been way too long man it's like all right what's going on in your lives boys what's going on this this soccer talk is fading fast tim didn't watch the game i watched it but i don't remember half of it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dan's always over prepared and nobody wants to hear him talk for an hour no, I think it's just you, Kevin. You don't want to hear me talk. <laughs> That's the only opinion that matters. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of interested picture. to see how... Whoops. Now Dan's muted. <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as Kanye West once said, no one man should have all that power. Somebody needs to revoke it from Kevin. <laughs> Got the keys to the kingdom. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Um... Yeah, so Santiago Rodriguez, Santiago Rodriguez, um, he was someone who Atlanta United was r- rumored to be looking at in the off season, uh, but it seemed like NYCFC picked him up, and now he's playing. He's part of the U twenty two initiative, uh, and he's playing for them. He's been doing okay, not as good as I um, as kind of all the projections are but that might just be nycfc are just shit right now so what's up with that team right because i felt like through stretches and i may be confusing last season with this season but i feel like through stretches they were then they were in very good form like they, they, have were. A lot, they have a lot of talent on this team i'm sitting here looking at their roster from top to bottom and it's it's pretty damn solid for an mls team so i'm sitting here wondering like what why did they let Dome Tarant walk, right? Like they didn't, they didn't fire him, right? Like he just came in and coached for a year and left. Yeah, I heard it was just because of all the um, the owners. He apparently the owners were messing him around, so he didn't like it. But I mean, to your point, Tim, they did. They in the span of like five games, they beat Orlando five nil, beat Columbus four one. Um, they had some pretty good statement wins. I mean, they beat Cincinnati 5-0 at the beginning of the season. So they've had some games where they've scored a lot, but it just, this past, like, I guess from the big, the end of August, they just haven't, they've only managed to pull together two, three wins. Yeah, it's rough. I I mean, it's rough for them. I mean, it's good for us. It's rough for them because I I think of them as being uh, not a powerhouse team is not the right term, but you know what I mean? Like they're a perennial power in the East uh, over the past, you know, five, six years, I feel like. And uh, just it's weird to see them downtrodden um, right now, especially after having had, again, good run of form in the beginning of the season. I mean, Carlos Rangel saying they're pretty old, in his opinion. Um, I'm not sure where the age is outside of, um, outside of Maxi Morales, because Maxi Morales is still only what early 30s, right? No, I guess he's 34. Um, I mean, I'm guessing av- in their back line is probably pretty old between Callens and Cheneau and the average age is 25. Um, so, yeah, Callens is 29. Cheneau's yeah. 31. Sean Johnson's 32. I did, I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, I did too. Um, and uh, Gundmunder Thorarinson <laughs> is 29. I have no idea. That's not even... Those, that, those aren't real alphabet letters. It's not. Yeah, That's Maxi crazy. Morales is 34. Holy yeah, moly. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Are you guys going to the game on, on Wednesday? Uh, no. I am not. I'm hoping to take the little one to the game next week for the rush union for the what the rush union night what is that it's so rush union is the um is the academy that chief coach steve chiefs coach steve Mm. coaches at and my son walker plays in the academy there gotcha Gotcha. speaking of speaking of which can i be Keep on talking and be an obnoxious father for a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'll do so anyway. So um, I've been trying to work with Walker on his warrior mentality. 
sort of like every time he gets tackled to just deal with it and just move on rather than just kind of letting it affect his game. No, so, you play back. What are you talking about? Just deal with it and move on. That's how the British up. lost an entire part of their civilization. <laughs> well, that's you guys what are like, I mean. oh, you guys want to leave? Okay, we'll just deal with it and move on. Well, guess what? You lost. No, what I mean is like to play through it and not be timid and pull out of tackles and things. Okay. That's what I mean. So today, so last weekend, he got a penalty. He got fouled, earned a penalty, went to take it, took a great penalty, but the keeper stood on his head and like dived and made an incredible save. Um, but the thing is, he didn't let it get him down. He just carried on. Then he played the next game and scored his first two goals. So oh, that's great. I was really, really proud of him uh, to not That's two let more than our team you score, which is penalty. awesome. <laughs> and I played with you a lot more. Wait, you squeamy squee- score a goal. Squeamy squama. Squeamy score a Squid game? Squid game? Yeah, remember like that guy hit it and it kind of just glanced off my thigh and happened to Oh, goals it. don't count. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Oh man. No, that's really great. That's really awesome. So is it just one of the boys are playing? Oh yeah. Just one of them right now. The other one's a rebel. The other one just hates sports in general. And then the other one's three. So I don't get it. Why is the th- three-year-old not playing yet? <laughs> well, I mean, he plays in the, in the backyard with me, but not on a, professional team yeah level competition which is nice right yeah that's true that's true <laughs> some would say he he you know he's probably the better player that's great that's yeah. great <laughs> what about you uh tim what's new in dad talk um this is, the, this is the girl this is the the girl talk part of the podcast yeah let's get let, dad remix songs let's let's dish um I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's coming up on, it's been 12 weeks since she was born, which is insane uh, to think about. It's coming up on three months, I guess, yeah. since we brought her home from the hospital. Um, I got to say, Dan, I don't know if you dealt with this with your boys, but I'm in this stage that makes me very sad already that she doesn't like to sleep on my chest anymore because she associates yeah. it with tummy time. Oh, no. Yeah, she starts crying. She just gets pissed. She doesn't start crying. She just like, like right. puts her head all the way up. Says, "Look, I don't need this. <laughs> why are you doing this?" No. It is a short time of window, but that's why you have more kids, Tim. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah, she can finally fit into some of her Liverpool stuff, so that's good. Uh, she's got some Atlanta United stuff that's a little, little further down the road. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, sleeping like six and seven hours at a time at night, That's which great. is nice. Yeah, which awesome. is yeah, which is more than most American adults I think sleep in the night. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I have no complaints. I have no complaints at all. It's been, it's been, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's why I, I was a little late holding you guys up because we we're doing bath time early and all that stuff. So. It's very, very fun and rewarding. All right, let's close this thing out the right way. You guys came for it. You've waited for it. You're edged for it. You know what time it is. Well, I feel like I've already done it. (laughs) That's normally how it goes. (laughs) It happened earlier. You just didn't know. (laughs) I've been done for 15 minutes. Yeah. You talk about that warrior mentality. Dan yeah. just kept going. I even went and got a glass of water. You didn't know. That... <laughs> oh boy. Oof. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> For who? <laughs> For who? me, of course. <laughs> Look, man, your strategy clearly works. It's been proven not once, not twice, but at least three times. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, <laughs> uh, they've been terrible. They have only scored one goal in the past five games with 53 shots. Uh, thing is, Maxi Morales always makes me worried. Uh, it feels like there's a goal coming for them. I mean, they against the Red Bulls, they had a bunch. They had chances where you thought that they were they were going to be on getting a goal, like getting the getting the ball in behind because Max Smirley is, is just one of the best at distributing uh, and playmaking to his strikers. But if Castellanos and um, Tajori Shirati and... A punchable face. Castellanos is <laughs> the top of my list, man. Yeah. Um, if they can't get on those balls, then nothing's going to happen. If Jesus Medina is going to stand there like a freaking lemon on the six-yard line, then there's nothing going to happen. So get on the balls to make it happen. You heard it here first on the download. So you hope you think if you're an NYCFC fan, you hope that something's going to snap, but you kind of worry about their, their mental fatigue at this point. Like, can they keep going? I mean, they were as high as third for a while there. And now they've slipped all the way down to eighth, I think. And mm-hmm. with out of contention, Red Bulls have caught them up as Tim was saying earlier. So is this pressure going to be too much for them? Can they perform in front of, um, what are we going to have, 45,000 there on Wednesday? Well, that will be the alleged attendance. That'll be what the that'll be the total sold tickets, not the total right. in the building, but yeah. Right. So you hope, but either way, our supporter section does a real good job of um, making a lot of noise going on and yeah. putting some intimidation into the opponents. So I think we've got next our next three games are at home, I believe. Um yeah, we have to Miami next exact same thing, Dan. Miami next Wednesday and then uh Toronto on the thirtieth. So yep. no yep. game th- no game this weekend, right? Just the mid midweek game. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, on paper, on paper, we should win the next three games. So, you know, there's nine points for you. I think we'll drop. I think we'll probably lose to the Red Bulls. And then, Dude, if we pick up four of our last Cincinnati. five, I'd be so happy with that. Yeah. I, I honestly think we need to win probably two games. I think the. the I'd, two- I'd say three. You Tim. think so? I, I think because you got to think like. We're so at close. At least. At least two of those five are teams that are six point spreads between Red Bulls and. Uh, but I wonder how all those matchups. So, it, yeah, I don't know. I guess you have to look at the matrix of who's playing who in the last like five games and like how what those possibilities line up to be because yeah. we, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that we have to win four out of the five. It would be no, nice. No, I think three is our I think three is gonna be the, the magic number for and us. I, because... And I think part part of the reason those five teams are sitting or six teams are sitting in there because they're inconsistent, right? Us included. This is like a couple of those teams are really probably going to like falter at the end. Yeah. Three is the magic number. Sorry, Kevin, I cut you off very rudely. Oh no, it's fine. Very rudely. Like Brittany S. says, if we can just win the home games, I think we're we're good to go. So let's say if we win three, do you think us, that just gets us into the playoffs? Uh-uh. And then, then four gets us home field advantage? Um, let me see. Where are we at right now with the standings? Because what are home field are second One, and uh, third? Or is it second, second third, third, and fourth? fourth. Second, second through fourth because number mm-hmm. one gets a, uh, a bye. Yeah, I think I think three could get us there, Dan. Just just because I really think of those two that we could leap between Philly and Orlando. I think Orlando's on the out. I think that Orlando in their last five might win one. Against who? Montreal, and lose one to Montreal because yeah. that's the thing that sucks about that scenario too, right? Is that if if Montreal beats Orlando both of those times, they they could leapfrog us. Like yeah, it's yeah. It's, I, like I said, I think Orlando could be on the out there. 
Um, That's a good point. I could, I mean, I could see him losing to Montreal because they're not going to beat. They're probably not going to beat New England. Columbus are coming into form now, and Nashville right. are just fantastic. Right. And then so, Philly, you yeah. know, Philly, I think is they they've. I think that Philly wins at least two, if not three, because they've got Toronto and Cincy in their last five, um, and then their other three are Minnesota, Nashville, and NYCFC. So the, that Philly-Nashville game will be really interesting. But like I said, they're winning at least two, if not three. Orlando, one, maybe two. Um, like I said, if Atlanta can pick up those three, I think that puts them in really, really solid position to jump up to, to take that third spot. Again, like Tim said, depending on – what's happening with these other teams and how they're kind of playing each other. Like DC's got a kind of tough road ahead um, with Red Bulls, NYCFC, New England. Um, they get Columbus and Toronto for their last game. But um, yeah, I, I think three, four certainly seals it, but three sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So you're thinking Orlando will fall out of the playoffs? No, I don't think they fall out of the playoffs per se. Um, I guess that also depends on a lot of these teams are going to just kind of eat up each other, you know? So I don't know how all that shakes out. If it's a lot of splits between these teams that are playing, like if, like if Orlando splits the two games they've got against Montreal, you know, that doesn't really pick them up or drop them so much. It's the other ones that may allow someone else to leapfrog them. Um, so I don't know that Orlando drops out of playoffs entirely. Uh, I think that they could slip from second or what third down to, you know, fifth or sixth. I think of the teams that could potentially fall out of the playoffs, I think Orlando could fall out. And I think DC could fall out because DC have, New England, NYCFC, Red Bulls, Columbus, and then they finish up with Toronto. Um, so I, I don't know. I could see Orlando falling out and someone like Columbus or or Red Bulls getting in. Yeah, I think – I mean, Red Bulls are certainly the team poised to get in there. But like you said, all of their recent surge has come at the behest of one NYCFC, <laughs> yeah. Not behest. That's not the right word, but – um the downfall of one team, I guess, with the NYCFC. Yeah. You could just as easily see Montreal drop out of the playoffs too. And you could see Orlando with those two wins. If they get them over Montreal jumping up into, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's really, really interesting to see how the East is going to shake out. You know, I, yeah, I said earlier that Nashville had the second spot locked up, but I didn't realize they're only on 48 points. So like that one game with Orlando would swing that, uh, between the two teams because Orlando has them on wins. So, that's pretty crazy. This is going to be fun. So it's every, every, yeah, every playoff spot that plays in the first round is up for grabs the next five weeks. It's fucking nuts. Yep. Yep. All right. And, and New England's going to lose in the second round. So it's, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. We'll probably knock them out. Yep. Any last comments before we sign off, boys? I missed you guys. Missed you too, man. Yeah, I missed you too, guys. I really did. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. Got to figure that out. Do you do Halloween? Yeah. As adults. Yeah. We did. Uh, uh, we don't believe in it. Lacey and I did coffee and donuts. Our um, coffee and uh, she. Or, fuck. I am all over the place. Uh, she was a tray of donuts, and I was a. Uh, sheriff's deputy with like a big mullet wig and um, like a big pot belly last year. Nice. Well, maybe on Monday we can, after Halloween, we can all do this in our Halloween costumes. Yeah. Yeah. My my birthday suit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Score predictions for Wednesday. There we go. Oh, that's a good call. Um, for Wednesday, I will say 2-1 Atlanta. I got to find the post-it notes to write these down. Go ahead. 
It's funny that he acts like he has written these down in the past. I'm coming Uh, with receipts, Daniel. (laughs) Three nil Atlanta. I'm going with the Elliot Beaven special today. Special. Uh, Probably. uh, I'm going to go with two nil. That's the, Richard, that's the Richard Gordon special, the two. Oh, yeah, there it is. And an Anthony Neitzel. Yeah. So I am thinking that it's going to be, I think Bello gets on the score sheet. And uh, oof, Alan Franco is going to come in on a set piece. Who you got, Tim? I got 3 0 Atlanta. This no, is free. Oh, uh, Moreno. Araujo and Joseph. All right. I'm going to say Lennon and Araujo. Araujo! All right. Uh, find all of us on the internet. Dan, where can they find you? You can find me at DanJMS or to the Paradan on the Peloton, and we can work out together. Don't do it. It's not worth your time. I see his fitness tracker every day. Do, do some rolling. Pretty weak. Lift some, lift some five-pound <laughs> weights. <laughs> um, Tim, what about you? I don't know. Uh, All right. Find me at Tim Herb on Instagram and see old shit that I posted, but I – yeah. Find me on Instagram as well at the architect. So the underscore ARC number one T E C T collectively at home before dark. That's before spelled B and the number four website dues are coming up. Be sure to find us on cash app. That's a dollar sign H before D. I think I can't remember. Yeah, no, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, however you found us. Uh, We'll see you next week. As always, be on Before Dark. Awesome. Maybe we can hit up trains for a donation. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.